MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks for tuning in. This is a bonus episode after the breaking news Friday night that Tony Romo has decided to stay with CBS. Andrew Marsha, New York Post sports media reporter, uh, broke the story. Tony getting $17 million per year in a very significant deal for CBS. So uh, we have Andrew on this episode to break it all down and discuss the ramifications of it. We will have a regular episode on Wednesday with Rachel Nichols of ESPN, so make sure you check that out. And if you're not a subscriber, subscribe to the podcast right now. All right, here we go. Tony Romo, new contract, CBS, $17 million per. The man broke it, Andrew Marchand of the New York Post right here on the SI Media Podcast. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, joining me now... The man who broke the Tony Romo story Friday night. Congratulations. He's a regular 
here on the SI Media podcast, so I, I feel a sense of pride here. Andrew Marchand of the New York Post. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, before we get to Tony, just for a second on you, um, was that a big rush on Friday night? It was. It was. I mean, I, I first wrote about Tony's free agency uh, after his AFC championship game uh, in 2019, after the Patriots and Chiefs. Uh, the day after that, this could happen, that, uh, you know, Romo's contract's up at the end of the year, ESPN and others might be interested in him, and so it will be very interesting. And then, uh, you know, I've written a number of times, probably too many, <laughs> in CBS's mind uh, over the last year about, you know, the Romo situation. So you do want to break it when it happens, but for me personally, I think, you know, the other stories are kind of more important to me because, you know, when something happens sometimes, um, you know, who, who gets, uh, who says it first uh, to me is not as important as like kind of the context that goes into the story as the year goes on and then even after. But, uh, but when it did happen, yes, I mean, I was, there's a lot of adrenaline and I heard from a million people. So it was, it was uh, was good. I I saw all the praise, all the retweets and, and obviously it was a huge story, but on Friday night, I did see one tweet, though, from someone ripping you like, you know, how, how can you report this in the middle of the coronavirus and, you know, a president who's a sociopath, you know, trying to save us all, which I found highly amusing that there was a correlation there between the two. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I, I listen, I'm not going to act as if sports media is important, uh, you know, in the grand yeah. scheme of things. It's not. But I will say, you know, this is a. You know, more than a hundred million dollar deal, and uh, you know the contracts that the NFL is going to be uh, accepting from the networks, you know, next year are going to be for billions. So how, it is big business. So there's some importance to it. How dare you do your job? All right, so <laughs> um, let's get into Rome a little bit. So let me just pull back the curtain here and, and give everyone the, the lowdown on what exactly is happening. So I'm taping this with Andrew. This is the earliest I've ever taped a podcast. It's shortly before nine on the East coast. So I want to get the pod in train of thoughts today and you haven't seen it yet. It's not out yet, but the theme of train of thoughts for Monday is, and I want to get your take on it is normally Twitter is not a reflection of real life. And you know, People can tweet about things. doesn't necessarily lead to ratings. doesn't lead to money. I, the biggest example I, I ever remember was Sharknado when that god-awful movie was on and there was a billion tweets about <laughs> it and it got like, you know, a 0.1 rating. Uh, social media played a huge part in this, in my opinion, and in two ways. One, social media helped get Romo that job because I think social media was a huge, huge component in CBS cutting ties with Phil Simms. And I think uh, Tony's unparalleled popularity, listen, they're not paying him because of Twitter. I'm not saying that. And I don't think Tony's responsible for ratings points. Patriots, Steelers, 425, CBS, people are going to watch it no matter who the announcers are. But for CBS to not have to deal with the headache, like ESPN does, of their people getting bashed 24-7 on Twitter, I think was, I'm not going to say a huge factor, but I think it was a somewhat significant factor in this. Am I right or wrong? I think it's chicken and egg stuff, but I do think there's credence to what you're saying. Uh, Romo's very good, and he came out of the shoot very, very well. I know you were quick to say, you know, in his first broadcast that, you know, you thought this guy is, is really good. Uh, 
And so that's number one. And I do think social media hurt Phil Simms. I think it also hurt him that CBS had Thursday and Sunday. And although I know that doesn't maybe seem like a lot of heavy lifting, two games, but when you're, you know, in, out in front, it was two games and him and Nance didn't really um, just weren't meshing at that point. Uh, that hurt Phil Simms. But yeah, I think his popularity on social media, he has had these moments that are rare uh, for from that first game, uh, as you pointed out, where he was predicting the plays to that epic AFC championship games. And I know there's some people, you know, there's, there's obviously always going to be some people who don't like uh, an announcer. Uh, our buddy Chris Russo is one who's not high on Romo. But I think if you look at that AFC championship game yep. as sports media nerds that we are, in 2019, that was the greatest analyst game probably ever. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to think about it, mm-hmm. you know, deeper to, to really put it. But like the predicting and just being on top of it. And also the thing that Tony has that makes him stand out is that he just feels like if you were, you know, cracking open a beer, watching the game, he'd be saying similar things. He's excited about watching the game, which is something you can't really fake and something that uh, that he has that, right. um, you know, kind of uh, allows him to cut through. And I think being genuine is really what kind of uh, can, can, can rise uh, in terms of popularity, popularity on social media, even with your commentary overall, how it's not really real life is accurate. But being genuine uh, in terms of your passion for something can, can cut through there. Now, the... Obviously, the $17 million per is what people are paying attention to, and it's getting a lot of headlines. I'm not as wrapped up in the money. I, I've sort of learned to be desensitized by money in sports a long time ago. What I want to focus on is is a couple of things here, and, and hopefully you can shed some light on it for the listeners, but I find interesting. CBS's contract with the NFL runs through 2022. Obviously, uh, if you're a sports media person, you know that there's negotiations uh, – going on for new deals for the NFL. And what you reported in your column is that the deal with uh, Tony with CBS is, quote, for more than significantly more than five years. So how does this break down with the with the new deal? I mean, how much of CBS trying to retain their Sunday package was part of Tony getting this deal? A couple of things there. So I'm doing further reporting on certain things. So, uh, I'm just going to go on what's been out there, uh, and hopefully by the time this podcast out, I perhaps will have more uh, more stories uh, forthcoming. But uh, the way these contracts work is that you have um, they're out if the CBS were to lose the rights to the NFL, because obviously if they didn't have the rights, they would need Tony Romo to do the games. But then if they retain uh, the uh, NFL then the contract kicks in and, and goes. So that's like standard operating procedure for any of these contracts because you're not going to have Tony Romo do, you know, on, on staff uh, if he's not doing the games. And so when you look at this um, the, and you say, well, you, you did get into the money. So why did CBS do this? I mean, the, the money is, uh, you know, extraordinary. Uh, and it's because they're trying to impress the people on Park Avenue at the NFL offices, right. and they want the NFL. And if you look at uh, Viacom CBS and their future and what it's going to be largely built on, if you look at network TV, is built on the NFL. And they know Disney's coming. 
who Fox is always interested in adding more NFL. And so they want to put themselves in the best position. And at the end of the day, they thought that they need to make that statement. And it's for Tony Romo's benefit in every which way from what you said about Twitter to I could go through 10 or 15 things have just broken Romo's way. And that's why he ended up with such a humongous contract. And what might have broken his way more than anything in terms of being the biggest factor is ESPN would have come after him. And also in, in your column, if anyone hasn't uh, read Andrew's column from Friday night on the on NewYorkPost.com, you could check it out. Um, Tony never really entered free agency. CBS retained him before he yep. was able to negotiate with ESPN. Um, how you think ESPN would have gone higher than the seventeen million? I do not. Um, Interesting. I do not think so. Yeah. Um, but that, but, but that, but that also though. You know, once you get into the arena of of negotiating uh, in CBS's defense, it's not. There's really no telling like what might have happened right. because they couldn't. They weren't allowed to make uh, any official offers until then. And so, uh, but I have strong indications that they wouldn't have done that. Mm. Uh, and so, um, so, but, but, but again. It, it's easy when you're on the outside to say you should spend this and that when you have to actually pull the trigger on these things and you're, you can, you know, you can do some things where you say, yeah, I don't really want to do that. You know, the issue was they didn't really, uh, um, there wasn't really an alternative that was available for them. I never for one split second thought he'd go to ESPN. We've talked about this before on this podcast that, you know, you're wrong. I mean, look, I get it. Like, like this is one of those things like you're, you're wrong, even though you're right. So like he could have ended up at ESPN and there were times during the year that there are people at CBS, important people who thought he was going to ESPN. And I get it. You're going to say it was negotiated, but I'm telling you, I had yeah. someone. I had someone in. The, I had someone in this business on air talent yeah. call me during the week of the Super Bowl saying Tony's going to ESPN, and I said it's just Tony Romo does not want to be doing Get Up and NFL Live and whatever other. He wouldn't have done that. Though. Right. Exactly. He have done that, right. And then his value then for ESPN goes down if he's not doing all that stuff for for this kind of money. Nah, nah, nah. He, he wouldn't have done that stuff. And when and he said and when he said last week, he he did a radio a very very rare radio interview interview last week yeah, in Dallas. Yeah, that was nothing though. No, he said I've pretty much made up my mind and that was before he ever even negotiated with ESPN, so it, 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 I never ever yeah, thought for that, a second. Yeah, but that but that wasn't I know that was read into I look, I know how it went down and like when things heated up and they heated up more uh, last week, now you could you could say, look, he was playing the game that just, uh, and, and maybe here's the thing: the, it's uh, we can only go on what actually happened, but the idea that he wouldn't have left is, I think, very wrong because it, it's like if you want to say, well, here's like I always do this with players. It's like when when you know when I discover the Yankees or free agency, the only way you can tell me loyalty was the reason or is the reason is if they take less money. So a guy takes less money than he was loyal and he never was going to leave. But when you take the most money, which is fine, I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge him. He got the most money and he got the safest spot, which made the most sense to stay at CBS and with Nance. But uh, Every, unless you take less money, you can't tell me it's loyalty. No, I don't think it's loyalty. I think it was that CBS has a better package. They have Super Bowl playoff games. Monday night is not a big game at all anymore. I think it was all of that. Plus, he came in with Nance, came in with that crew. I understand you don't want to say I was right. It's okay. We can move on. 
<laughs> you were right. Well, I, you, know, you wanted me to make a prediction, like you know. No, I do. I, I do. I, I do appreciate you saying. You did. You predicted it correctly. You you predicted it correctly. I mean, you had a fifty-fifty shot, Jimmy. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Exactly, no, but I uh, I appreciate that you were wrong, but you were right. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, obviously, we got to get into what it means for ESPN. Before we do that, let's start with this. He's already paid well, and he does a million gigs for them. But what does this mean for Rumble's partner, Jim Nance? Like, does he see that? Does he see that and say, uh, "Let me call my agent," and you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people are be calling agents. Drake uh, is calling his agent. Collinsworth might be calling his agent. A lot of people are calling their agents. I don't know. You know, these networks depends how strong they are. I think he, if I was running, I'm not saying nope. Sorry, Tony. I Tony was just in a unique uh, situation uh, and had a unique skyrocket over the last three years. Uh, that put him in this position, and he's very fortunate that the NFL rights are coming up in a year, and with streaming as big as it's become, and all these other things that are uh, um, making network TV uh, in some ways more valuable, but also putting it, um, making it vulnerable. Uh, he was in a unique position to, to get this kind of contract, and. I mean, when you when you think of the money, like let's say Troyman probably makes between around six and a half and seven and a half million dollars, right? And he does twenty four games. So I mean, that is ridiculous money. I mean, Troyman, Hall of Famer, you know, three times Super Bowl champ, uh, all that. But that's ridiculous money. And then you think about what Tony's making. Uh, that's even crazier. So uh, I, I think though there will be some hard conversations and. But I will say, athletes, especially ex-athletes, and the, and and play-by-play, a lot of them measure themselves by the what that check is. Like right. Maybe we can't relate to that, but I've been in locker rooms. I know athletes, and that's how they. So you know, Tony's the biggest guy in the world now, uh, and so they're going to be shooting for that. I don't know if they have the circumstances or the value that Tony brought at this moment in time. Right. Now, obviously, Nance has his own deal because he does the NCAA tournament and he does the golf. He sort of, does more. He's the face. Of, yeah, he's the face, the of, face of the network. Of CBS. Right. So he's looking at it, and uh, I, I am pretty sure that uh, there's going to be a conversation to to, to try to right. uh, up his money. All right. Now the other domino effect in all this is now what does ESPN do? They, uh, I, I, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I don't want to get into like I, this. I, you know, I'm not trying to make a joke here. I never thought Tony was going to ESPN. Obviously, you said. You know, there was a chance. So if that's the case, um, they have a decision to make. It it would be hard to see them going status quo with Tessator and Booger. Obviously, they've got this love affair with Peyton Manning for some reason. The quarterbacks, Breeze and Rivers. You don't think Peyton Manning would be good? I don't know how anyone could know. How would anyone know? Mm-hmm. I, here's what I know. I'll just say this. Here's what I know about Peyton Manning. I've said this before. Anytime Peyton Manning has been funny, it's been a scripted thing. The SB Saturday Night Live. Yep. I have no idea how he is calling a game. I have no idea how he is calling a game. So I don't but, know. I can the see them trying is, to get though, cute. There's two things going. But the thing is that, but Jimmy is like, it's not really about you or me or average Joe average viewer. I mean, I it agree. is in some regards, but it's about what the NFL wants. And like even with Romo, another thing is one of the more powerful people for the TV committee is Jerry Jones. Right. And, you know, Tony has, you know, obviously was a quarterback there. He's a son named Jones Romo. Uh, so 
it's like that doesn't hurt I at agree. the end of the day. I agree. I mean, Tony Romo, look, it's like if CBS didn't get the NFL, he'll go, he'll go get a job. I mean, I don't know if he'll get the same money right. at that point, but he'll, I, he'll go get a, he'll get a job. I, he, there's a couple things about Peyton. I could see ESPN definitely trying to get cute and doing Peyton and Eli. I think they, that might be a thing they try to do. The other thing, too, is though, if you're ESPN, I understand why you want Peyton Manning. Like you said, it's it's sort of um, you know an attraction for the NFL. The rights come up. They want a good booth there Monday night. You're trying to get better games. But Peyton's kind of made it pretty clear over the last couple of years he doesn't want to do it. Do you really want a guy who's who's not into it? Uh, you know, that's a problem. Yeah, but everything we know about Peyton Manning, and you know, everyone knows a lot about Peyton Manning and people I've talked to, I don't think he would do something – that he's not going to be 100 percent into. Like, right. so I I agree with what your premise is. Like, if he doesn't, if he hasn't decided to do it yet, then uh, why would he do it now? Um, that's a good question. I've asked it to people who are close to Peyton Manning. Like, you know, what is the deal? Like, if he if he if he hasn't decided to do it, and I've even said to him, like, I just say, listen, just forget it. You don't. You obviously don't want to do it. So, don't, right. you know, and and even the network executives, but you're. But this is like a, this is, they're just like pawns, like they're Peyton Manning and turn around, but they're just pawns in a billion dollar game of these biggest corporations in America. You know, Viacom, CBS, Disney, Fox, all these, the biggest places in uh, the world. Right. And so, uh, so if Peyton Manning helps uh, Disney get a Super Bowl, which is what they want, and more football, which is what they want, then it's worth a lot to them. And if he's not... Great. I think it'll be at least a B. It'll probably be better. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the Peyton Eli, you know, idea. I think that's too much <laughs> to me. I don't know. I, I just think maybe for a game, fine. But every right. week, it's going to be the Peyton and Eli show. I think. Well, that's what he, but that's what ESPN that. does. Look what they did with A-Rod. Um, so, wait. Do, so, do you think Peyton is option number one for ESPN? Do you think there's any chance they bring back Tessator and Booger? I think it's hard for them to bring back Tessator and Booger. Now, if it w- again, you have to understand where we are in the cycle of terms of negotiation for the rights. The NFL was not happy with, uh, you know, especially the playoff game right. uh, and just the booth overall. They just feel like that booth is, you know, not on par with the other booths. And I think generally speaking, that's the, the, the thought of people. I do think that um, Booger kind of gets a raw deal because he got put in this position of being on Monday Night Football um, without – having really ever called games in a booth. Like, he, I mean, literally, he's never called in a booth. He was in the Supermobile. But, right. like, I just, that's not a recipe for success. Um, and so I think, you know, he gets a, a raw deal. And then, uh, you know, Tessator, uh I think, is better on boxing. Uh, and then his style is, is more suited for the college game. Uh, so they... Uh, yeah, I don't. I think it's hard to imagine that they're just going to come back with uh, with the, these two guys, especially when they're just flirting so do, openly with every other combination. Do Do they have to put together a big time booth, or could you see them doing a Dan Orlovsky or a uh, I don't know whoever is over there? I mean, he's the first name that comes to mind because he's sort of a hot commodity right now. Um, yeah, we should, Dan Orlovsky to me is the type of guy that's an ESPN. A uh, guy who they elevate and make into a star. You know, I've written this before. You look at Vital, Jake Billis, Hurst, guys who had you know solid careers either in college or the pros, but weren't superstars uh, as you know on the field or in Vital's 
a case as a coach uh, and then became superstars at ESPN. But I think it's too early. Uh, from people I've spoken to, I, I don't think Olofsky will get it. They just uh, It's too early for him, and, and ESPN's concern is that, yeah, you know, somebody might like Olofsky on get-up, and, you know, and, and he's been excellent, but if you were to put him on Monday Night Football, he'll get picked apart. You know, he might get picked apart like everyone else. Right. Now, here's the thing. The, the people picking have to know what they're looking at, and that's, to me, um, the most important thing is that you have to know what you're hearing. You have to have a good ear and know what you're you're choosing. And so, um, I mean, personally, I probably would consider Dan Orlovsky, depending on what the, all the choices are. Um, you know, I'd have to really – I've watched his with Bob Rufusen. He's a very good play-by-player right. uh, during college. And, yep. it, and the games that I saw was good, but I'd have to study a little bit deeper to say, like, you know what, I, I'd go with you – know, I think he can do it. All right, last question before we wrap up, and, and it's back to Romo. Does this – add any pressure to Tony. Um, here's the deal. There are people who Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern love Tony Romo. There are people at 7 p.m. Eastern, after they saw that he's getting $17 million a year, who don't like Tony Romo or are going to rip Tony Romo. Tony obviously doesn't care. He, he's doing games. He doesn't check Twitter. He tunes it out. He gets his paycheck. Does this change anything for Tony? Any extra pressure? Anything like that? Yeah, I think there's always backlash. There would be backlash regardless of the money because that's how it works. Uh, a guy gets popular, and then there's going to be people who uh, just say, nah, he's not that good. Um, and so there was going to be backlash, but the money, there will be backlash. It's just you're watching a game, right. and if Tony's not as into it, and if you watch his games, there are times in, like, second, you, know, you watch a random Sunday game, there are times second quarter, it's not as engaged as uh, – as you might think, but he has the ability to step it up, um, you know, when it counts. Like, I just think about the AFC Championship game, or was it or maybe the divisional playoff, actually. Divisional playoff when uh, the Titans and Patriots and Frable and uh, Dolichek were doing the timeout right, right. Uh, shuffle, and he was, like, all over it and really just leading it, even bringing in uh, Sterator, and, and it was it was just like really good TV, yeah. uh, and so he does have that ability. But uh, but yeah, there will be backlash because that's how this how it works. And and it'll be you, you talked about Twitter. It'll be social media. He's not worth it. He's not that good. He's this. He's that. And I think the question is also over ten years is that Tony Romo. The other huge advantage is that yes, he's a natural on the air, but it helps a lot to be a natural on the air, and then you add to the fact that he just came off the field, right. which really helps. As you get farther away from the field, if you, depending how, or I should say further away from the field, depending how much studying you're willing to do, how much prep you're willing to do, if you're going to maintain that high level. But if you don't, players change and, you know, you know the, the game changes. And even though he does, he's kind of a savant with uh, football, it seems, uh, he's going to have to, it's going to be, he's going to have to work yep. uh, even more so than he, than he has now. All right. Thanks for coming on early in the morning. I appreciate it, and congrats on the scoop. And um, like I said, Tony was never going to ESPN. <laughs> You're the best, man. You had it. All right, take it easy. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. 
When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. This is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult, one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high-yield savings account. And what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that, plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. All right, my thanks to SI Media Podcast regular Andrew Marshan of the New York Post. Big scoop for him, breaking the Tony Romo contract situation. Uh, again, regu- this is a bonus episode, regular episode out Wednesday with Rachel Nichols of ESPN. So check that out. Subscribe to the pod if you're not a subscriber already. And uh, that's it for this episode. Take care. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.